Welcome to the Married and Naked podcast. I'm Tammy, founder of the blog Married and Naked, certified sexuality coach and speaker. And I'm Joel, TV host, motivational speaker, and the guinea pig to the lessons you're about to learn. We're high school sweethearts married over two decades, and we're on a mission to help you create the marriage you desire and deserve. Let's get naked. Welcome to the Married and Naked podcast. (laughs) Hi, everyone. How are you? Hopefully, everybody's doing well. Hi, Joel. Hey, baby. I I don't know if you're going to, how much you're going to leave in, but we literally did the welcome four times just because we're goofing off. Sometimes I feel off, I guess, (laughs) and that's one of these days. No, that's one of these days. Well, you don't have to feel off, baby. I'm so excited to be here with you. We're testing out new mics and new equipment, and it feels kind of weird, right? Like like we don't have our normal screens on, which covers half our face when you and I were talking. <laughs> I can so, see your full face. See my full your face? Your full smile. Is that good or bad? It's great. Oh, well, that's good, because I think it's great that I can see your full smile. <laughs> okay, enough of the cheese stuff. <laughs> So how about we give a little bit of an update? We've had a lot go on in the last uh, few weeks. Yeah. Uh, to say we've had a lot go on in the last few weeks is, I believe it's a complete understatement. Mm-hmm. Um, we have been underneath it. I mean, you shared midsummer on our podcast what you've been physically going through along with emotionally growing through with your mom and the stuff you've been dealing with personally. Mm-hmm. Um, and here we are at that you know, that, um, top of that stuff that you've been dealing with, which has just buried us in the last couple of weeks, literally mm-hmm. buried us. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how to start. Like, how do, how do you, well, I think I left off saying that I was doing testing for going through tests for, uh, stuff that I was dealing with physically. I'm pretty sure that's where we left off. And, uh, that my assumption was surgery was inevitable. And that's exactly what happened. And last week I had surgery actually on my birthday. Happy birthday to me. Wow. Nothing (laughs) says happy birthday like going under anesthesia and then having been operated on. Yes. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, first of all, for those of you that may be new to the podcast or you didn't hear the last one, give us Mm -hmm. a quick snapshot of what took place for you this year. Right. Well, I was having some... Uh, heavy, heavy bleeding. Actually, for the last year, my menstrual cycle has been totally off. And I had some extremely heavy bleeding that would go on for weeks and weeks and weeks at a time. And I assumed I was going through menopause. And that was just normal. And then um, earlier this year, I had hormones tested and found out I'm not menopausal. And it is not normal. So many, you know, tests and discussions later, the thought was that I would have surgery done to help me deal with the bleeding. But in all those tests, I did find that I had an ovarian cyst along with many uterine cysts. And those were what was causing all the bleeding, not the hormones, but all these cysts I had going on. So the surgery was to remove all those cysts, both ovarian and uterine. And while we're at it, take out the fallopian tubes to limit my risk of ovarian cancer. So um, that was the decision that you and I made and feeling that that was the best way to go to take away all these problems that I was having, uh, truly affecting my life. Um, It's not something to take lightly to go through surgery and through anesthesia, but it was affecting my ability to just be comfortable in my life. So 
that's what we decided. And we waited a long time to get a surgery date, about a month and a half, maybe longer, actually, two months or something like that. It was over two months. Just to get the date. And the date just so happened to land (laughs) right on my birthday. So uh, I didn't really have a choice in that. And I didn't want to wait another two months to get a date. So that's what happened. Yeah, people are asking you, Tammy, why did you have surgery on your birthday? (laughs) Yeah, that was not my choice. Trust me, I did not want to do that. But that's what I did. So last week, I went through uh, surgery and had my fallopian tubes removed. I had an ovarian cyst removed. I had many uterine cysts removed. And I had a uterine ablation, which essentially is they kind of burn the uterine lining so that I don't have bleeding in the future. So... It's been a long week. I didn't really understand, I guess, what my the recovery is going to be like. I told you I thought I'd just be back to running this week. <laughs> but uh, the doctor said, oh, about two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. That it would be too. But I didn't really know what that meant. I just yeah. thought maybe my incisions, because I do have three incisions on my stomach. I just thought they'd be sore. Yeah. Um, but I didn't really understand what that meant. But no, it's been much more than just uh, soreness. Um, it's been internal soreness. I don't know quite how to describe that, but I told you it kind of felt like somebody had beat me up and like punched me in the stomach many times. Um, so it was difficult to move and get around. And that's been quite a challenge. And I just haven't felt like myself. I haven't had an appetite. So just slowly recovering. And this last day or so, I have felt a little bit more myself and have had a craving for some food. So I'm slowly getting back to normal. Yeah, we were supposed to record a podcast at the end of last week. And because of this and because of how you felt, which I I just underestimated (laughs) what recovery actually meant. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you said uh, like you got beat up. I mean, your your belly has been bruised, like yellow and swollen. Like I can fit my clothes wouldn't fit on me. My whole stomach has been swollen. And yeah, I am. I have a lot of bruises. Yeah. (laughs) You know I feel like um, you shared this with our listeners a while back and you had some letters come in that were like, thank you so much for talking about this. And it's good to, you know, the more you discuss this, the more it normalizes our growth and normalizes things that happen to, you know, I'm going to speak female wise in your life. Can you share, I mean, is there something you would have recommended or you would have done differently now that you've gone through this? I mean, it's like you said, it's been almost a year of this happening to your body. Um, I don't know if there's anything I would have done differently other than, uh, as I mentioned on the last podcast, I would have had anesthesia for the uh, procedure that I had done to have the specimen taken from my uterus. I explained how um, incredibly painful that was. I would recommend nobody go through that without some type of anesthesia. But I guess the thing is just to explore when something's out of the ordinary. I assumed it was menopause. And so I just went about my life like this is what's going to happen. This is, I guess, what everybody just goes through. And I just didn't know it. And I just kind of have to suffer through. But I didn't really like pursue further intervention with that assumption until I went through several more of these situations. And then through that testing realized, oh, wait a minute, it's not hormones. Something's not right here. Maybe it's cancer. Which is what they said to you. Yes. Many times that has been said to me this year. And 
this kind of stuff isn't just because we have all these crazy things that happen to our bodies. Women have all these crazy things doesn't mean that we have to suffer that if something is abnormal, push through, do the testing, make sure there's nothing going on. If it is hormones, it's hormones. And there's stuff obviously that can be talked about with regards to hormones as well. But uh, maybe maybe it's not. And maybe there's further things that need to be explored, something that really needs to be handled and taken care of. So I guess don't wait on going to the doctor. Yeah. Not that I did, but I did make some assumptions that I probably shouldn't have made and gotten some help earlier. I feel like and correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like once it was determined that, okay, this is what is going on, you had spoke up to a couple of your friends and they were like, oh yeah, I went through something like, and I went through something. And all of a sudden you just got this onslaught of, oh, other people have gone through this as well. I thought it was just me. Yeah, for sure. I did find several women in my circle had had similar things happen to them. One of my friends had had a um, hysterectomy due to bleeding. So, and then of course, I think my Apple phone was listening because when I would go on TikTok <laughs> it's always or whatever, I would find these posts from women who were experiencing something very similar. So a lot of us women go through very challenging things when it comes to our menstrual cycle, when it comes to our hormones and I don't know that it's something we talk about very freely, but it is a part of our life, uh, whether we like it or not. And uh, the more we can support each other, the more we can speak up for ourselves, the better. I'm going to go ahead and just kind of share the partner side of this because I wasn't going through it. And I feel like as your partner, my role, my job is to be as completely supportive as possible. Things have not been normal for us. Our mm -hmm. sex life has not been normal for us. Mm -hmm. Our dating life has not been normal for us. Our connection when it comes to, as we shared last week, we're talking about love languages and mine is touch. And for me, life has not been normal, mm -hmm. but that doesn't, it has nothing to do with me. I, I'm, I'm saying this because if your partner has gone through or is going through something like Tammy has described, it's not normal. Things aren't going normal. Everything around her life is abnormal. You got to be there and support as much as possible and help with every single little thing that is helping her in the direction of recovery, healing, and getting the proper care. And I don't know that I did a great job. I don't know that I did a good job. All I know is that I just want so bad for you to feel great, good, normal again. Well, I will say you have done. I know you're not looking for it, but you I'm have done. <laughs> you have done an amazing job in supporting me. And I know that me going through all this affects you tremendously. It puts a lot of added responsibility on you to make sure our son has everything he needs and make sure our house is okay and make sure you're handling, you know, things that I normally handle like bills and all kinds of stuff that I have to step away from because I have to focus on myself. And the one thing I appreciate the most about you is that you allow me to focus on myself. You take all that without making me feel bad about it in any way. And you don't complain about your side of it. 
And I really, really appreciate that. And you really have allowed it to be about me and my healing. And I know that that's a tremendous weight on your shoulders, not only the worry for me, but all that you have to carry. So I am very grateful to have such a supportive husband. Thank you. I'm, you don't have to thank me because I would do it no matter what, you know, I appreciate it. I just, I just want to, you know, I'm, I'm trying to give the other side of it because a marriage is two sides as we, as we all know. And challenges like this are two sides. It affects both of us. Absolutely. We've talked in the podcast about I'm more self-centered than you for sure. You're, you're the, you're the giver, you're the, you know, you would do anything and, and I'm more, the world revolves around me kind of a person. So when something like this happens, it, it, you know, my world stopped revolving. I mean, just, this has been, it's been so hard. It's weird. Cause I just fell into that role that I never, I didn't even know I could fall into it. Just like, I just got to make sure you're okay. And got to get you to normal because can I share the other thing? So all that, everything I just said about what you've been going through and, but wait, there's more. <laughs> Want to share what the other more was? Well, I had the month uh, in August, I had had a mammogram and that came back abnormal. And I had to wait until this past week in order to have a more intense mammogram as well as an ultrasound. Put them in perspective. You had surgery last Tuesday. This particular Monday, you had to go in and get a mammogram. Yeah, and all, all you ladies know, those mammograms are no fun. And then you got to go for a special mammogram. And she says, I just want to warn you that the compression is going to be even more than it is on the regular mammogram. And I know all you ladies out there can, can completely relate, at least those of you who are of my age who have to have annual mammograms. And if you are not of that age, rejoice because they're no fun. <laughs> So it's coming. <laughs> it's coming. Uh, and I have no problem getting them annually. However, they came back. There was something abnormal. I needed to have further investigation. And when I had that mammogram, I had seen something on the screen that had convinced me that I had breast cancer. And the lady that was doing the mammogram didn't seem to give me any indication to make me think otherwise. So I for the last couple of days have been 100% convinced that I had breast cancer. You literally have been in bed or on our couch for seven straight days. Yeah. I mean, you just couldn't move. Your stomach's just unmovable. Then you finally get yourself up to go and get this mammogram. Yeah. And then you come home bawling your head off because of what you saw. Yeah. It just looked, I could see what they were looking at. It looked distinct to me as being some kind of abnormal spot. And, uh, I was just certain that that's what I was waiting to hear was that I needed to go in for a um, biopsy. However, today I called to get my results and she said, oh, by the way, they're normal. Everything <laughs> is normal. And I said, what? Are you sure? Because I was just so convinced that I have breast cancer. And maybe that's because I was already down. I don't know why I had convinced it, but I just hadn't seen a scan that looked like that before. So it scared the crap out of me. And then, uh, yeah, unfortunately you rode that with me for two days. And, but today, guess what? It's a good day. It's a freaking <laughs> amazing. It's an amazing day. Freaking day. To get that news. I've just, have, I feel like I have a thousand pounds off my shoulders. I feel like a new woman. I'm ready to just focus on 
being me again. I just can't wait to be me again. And I know that's coming really soon. I said this, so you and I went out to lunch before we sat down to do this podcast. And I said this to you, and I'm going to say, I'm going to ask you, the listener, the same question. You know, there's that song. I, I love that song Tim McGraw did years ago, Live Like You Were Dying. I get emotional every time. I don't It's And, oh, I know you weren't dying. I know you didn't have that, but. You know, that word cancer has come up a lot for you this year. Yeah. You know, when you first went in to go in, what's going on? Why am I bleeding? And, oh, it's not menopause. It could be something else. Let's look at the something else. And it quite possibly could be cancer. Let's go screen this. Let's go do blood tests. Let's go this. And then we wait a month and then two months. And then you come back. Oh, no, it's not that. But we're going to do more tests. And then you wait another month. And so you've been through something that's been so hard on you, on me, on our family. And if you don't learn or gain something from that, like your, your mind is taking you to the darkest spots. What is the point of going through that? You know what I mean? Maybe that's not the right wording, but I go back to that Tim McGraw song, like live like you were dying. Like what do you want to do now? What can you do? What do you feel like you haven't done that now you, it's not fair to say you got another lease on life because you, you weren't there, but you've been through the gutter. The, so what have you learned from it? What, what well, you, I will tell you the first thing I've learned, and I told you this, <laughs> I'm not a radiologist. <laughs> <laughs> and to pretend that I am is ridiculous. Uh, so yeah, I've learned, first of all, not to, and I don't know that I would actually... Uh, follow through with this in the future, but uh, not to expect the worst with, before you actually have all the information. But I know that's not what you're asking. You're asking- No, but that's that's a great lesson though. It is a, a very important lesson because uh, yeah, I should not have made judgments it, and it's when not I'm not you. trained to do that. And it's not just you. We all do yeah, that. We all go to the absolute the worst. worst. Yeah. You think the worst. And I'm, I'm definitely one of those people that tends to go to the worst. Um, and, I, and you asked me that today at lunch and I was like, I don't, I don't really know, but I will say that I do feel very light and like free in my head. Like suddenly there is no burden or worry. And that feels amazing and it does make me feel like a new woman, even though I'm the same woman I was <laughs> before that information. So what it makes me want to do is to take a little bit of time to think about what do I want? What do I want my future to look like? And what are my next steps? Because being able to be here on this planet is such a gift. And I think a lot of us spend a lot of time complaining about where we are in the world and the state of the world and the state of people. And I see being able to wake up every day and be here with you guys is such a gift. And I would like to spend more of my life focused on that rather than my fear and terror of what the world and the future holds and rather be more present in my life. Yeah, I think if you think about that call you had today, it could have been the complete opposite. Absolutely. I was fully prepared for that. Yeah. It could have been the, and now 
everything is all consumed and now you're thinking about what's next, what's going to happen, am I going to live, am I going to die? And I I know many people listening have had that call and it hasn't been the way they wanted it to be. And I went to thinking about all of those people in my life that have had that call be the other way around. One being our hairdresser who we're friends with and her mom just was diagnosed with breast cancer. And so I know many people don't get the call that they want and it changes their lives forever. So for you to ask that question, I think is an important question. And I think it's something we all should spend some time thinking about and being really grateful and appreciative to wake up and be here today. Yeah. I'm curious again, I I started asking earlier, but you know, those of you listening, we'd love to hear from you. Like, how are you living like you're dying? I mean, I don't know if that's the right way to put it, but or are you? Should you be? Should you be? How can you? Yeah. You know, like what, what, and I was framing it to you this way to say like, Hey, what, what fear, what fear is holding you back from doing what? Yeah. You know what I mean? Are you allowing something that you fear to hold you back from doing something you actually really want to do or think you should do or want to do before you die? Right. I know many people have those things that they're thinking about in their head that their dreams you know, they wish they would have or they could do, or I dream of this, I dream of that. I don't really know (laughs) what I want. And I think we've talked about that before. Um, I think I've fallen into the trap of that motherhood can be sometimes and being a wife can be and that you kind of lose yourself. And that's where I find myself a lot and not really knowing what I want, but I know many people do. So my mine is trying to figure out what that is. I don't really have that fear because I don't really know what that is. But I know many people live in fear and that fear keeps them from pursuing their dreams and living the future that they have. But we do have this one shot. Why on earth would we wait for anything? We got to go out and get what we want, you know? I'm going to challenge you and I'm going to challenge you listeners as well. You received a gift, Tammy, this, this year mm-hmm. is sorry. You really have of the struggle, the fear, the what if, and now to be on the other side and now you're healing and there is no, you know, what if everything's fine. Mm-hmm. So you got a gift that not everybody gets. Right. And most that do get it won't take it as a gift. They'll take it as a, what a horrible experience, what a terrible, which it is, it was, but not looking at it as a lesson and as a gift. So what can you do or what do you want to do with this beautifully hard horrific struggle of a gift that you just got this past year. I appreciate your challenge. I will take some time with that because it's something I've been wanting to do anyways, is kind of figure out what my next steps are, what will fill my soul with joy besides you and the kiddos and the family, like what outside of that will fill my soul and and doing more of that. But for right now, my goal is to work on being more present and more grateful in the moment and stop letting anxiety, worry of the future 
take me down so hard. And I know most of us probably right now is in that same place. We all have fears and worries of what this future holds for all of us, whether it be personally, globally, whatever it may be. Um, so I think it's something we can all work on and and in finding just our gratitude uh, for being here every day and being able to be surrounded by people we love and having a roof over our head and food in our belly and having this beautiful planet be here for us today and not thinking about always about the fear of tomorrow. That's really all we can do. We don't really have a lot of control over the future, but we do have control over how we're living today. So I think that's what I want to work on. And I will give your challenge some serious thought and get back to you. (laughs) I love you so much, Tammy. I love you too. Thank you for all you did for me. Let's just get back to living. (laughs) Get back to living. I, I sincerely hope we haven't taken this podcast in a direction that you know but i think it's important to share and and well this is our life so yeah yeah that's what we have to share here it's not always about tips on how to better a marriage but sometimes it's just how are we getting through a day-to-day struggle we're all struggling at some point or another and you and i have just been in it this year and that's that's our life so we're truly married and naked right now. <laughs> Jeez. So now that we, this is going to be all behind us on the next one. Yes. We can let all of this go and we can get back to focusing on some of the things that we really want to share and tips and tricks and all that good stuff with marriage. So we will be resuming that <laughs> on the next episode. Thank you. We love all of you. We're grateful for all of you listeners. Truly, truly grateful. I hope you'll email us uh, married in the letter in naked at gmail. You can find that in the show notes, all the information about how to contact us. You can just send us an email. We've gotten emails of people sharing stories with us. Feel free to tell us your story, your struggle, how you're living like you're dying, and maybe how you've overcome some hard times and what you want to do, how you want to live, how you want to take Joel's challenge in the future. (laughs) And we'll look forward to hearing from you. And thank you so much. And we'll talk to you next time on the Married and Naked podcast.